Hey, I tell you what, the Shooters Pod is the place. If you want NBL news, great banter, health tips, behind the scenes conversations about the NBL, whether it's from the media side or the player side, this is the place to be. All right, welcome back everyone, but especially myself and Jack into this conversation. But always nice to catch up. Um, it's a big day tomorrow. One, I'm coming to Tasmania, but two, you have a pretty important basketball game as well. How do you feel about both? Well, first off, I get to see Darren tomorrow. And the exciting part is usually I'm always traveling to him in Melbourne and our road trip schedule is intense. We're locked in. We arrive, film, dinner together, post uh, dinner stretch, you know, all of the all of the fancy things. But Darren's coming to visit me. And so that means I got free time after the game. We're going to go get some food, get some dinner, watch the Sydney New Zealand game together. And I'm just excited to actually hang out with Darren because even though we chat every Tuesday, we haven't hung out really off stream other than quick two minute chats since Germany. So, you know, tomorrow night's going to be a win win no matter what. It will be. It will be. It's, it's actually a rare occurrence that we actually get to, you know, spend more than 10 minutes in person. So, you know, hopefully we can do that, but no hard feelings if not. Um, but it's going to be good. I'm glad I'm coming. You know, I have, a, um, I have a bad habit of anywhere I go, I say I'm going up. So I know Tasmania is down from Melbourne, so I'm coming down to you. Don't worry. I've, uh, I've changed my language. But yes, no, I'm excited for that. Um, hopefully it's a good game. Your crowd's always pumping. Um, I'm just keen to get down there. You know, do something different. We get to, I normally get to travel a bit around finals, but it's kind of come a bit early this year. So it's exciting. So tell me how it kind of works. Uh, this is a business trip, a work trip, should we say. So kind of is it, do you Uber and send in receipts? How is your day kind of looking tomorrow? Oh, I thought you said you'd host everything, expense everything on you. Is it? No, that's, uh, yes, yeah, pretty much. Exactly right. Um, Ubers, all that stuff. Um, food is always a different one. It's like main meals. I think technically, cool. Go ahead and expense it. Um, but if you're going to grab yourself like, Three coffees a day just to expense it. You probably shouldn't do that. Um, <laughs> Jess, is, Jess is nodding her head like, expense everything. Yeah. Um, so she's a big support there. But no, pretty much. And um, I'm going there for a specific reason, but it is kind of, it's just a nice piece of content, but it's kind of, they want to announce it first. So I'm not going to say anything on here. It's under wraps. Um, that's right. I'm holding you. Yeah, you, you got to keep guessing, essentially. Oh. <laughs> Darren's oh, holding me hostage on our own podcast mm. saying secret news. Wow. So you're coming down for a secret project. It is a, it is a bit of a secret project. Um, it's probably, it sounds more exciting than it is. I will say that. But it is, no, it is good. It is good news for the league and for even Tasmania. So um, no, that would be good. I, I was just laughing to myself because when you said, like, how does it work? I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just tell him while I'm coming down, like why the main reason is. But then I'm like, wait, our guys said we want to announce it like officially so you know nothing my lips are sealed essentially well i got one other question then because i don't want to pry too much but will you still be at the game shooting shots and doing your things courtside yeah yeah definitely normal normal stuff normal uh normal game day experience for me i'd say just a few things oh there's a few things during the game and a few things before there you go yeah i like it i like it and then and then you're flying out thursday and uh your first ever Tassie game in Tasmania. Let's go. I've been to one before. I've been to one. That's right. I don't know how long it was. Uh, <laughs> Jack's face is like, when the hell were you in Tasmania? So I'm trying to think about time frames. It was the, okay, so it was the game that DJ Pasilvich hit that uh, shot. 
uh, wow. finals. So, so you came last? down year one grand final. Yeah. Yes. Yes. So we must not have been as close as we are because, you know, I would have said, no, I think we're like, that's a funny time frame, isn't it? Anyway. Yeah. I was there. <laughs> Oh, well, man. there you go. I, yeah, I'm hoping I'm not rude and I can't remember, but there you go. Uh, you're, you're locked in, like you said. Yeah. You're always locked in. Well, there you go. The evolution of friendship over podcast. But let's get in. Right. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we kind of get in? I know you want to talk a little bit about kind of older NBA players coming into the NBL and some thoughts on that. Uh, would mm. you like to? Would you like to take us there? I would, I would. So uh, people probably saw that Isaiah Thomas, Boston Celtics legend, I'll call him. Like he's he was one of those dudes that were just like he was like pretty much borderline all star level during his peak, and he's one of those guys that kind of just get transitioned out of the game. And he was actually in Tasmania, which I didn't even realize. So this kind of works out nicely. So saw, saw a picture of him and Jordan Crawford um, taking. So I don't even know if he came to some arena near you guys. Or it was just like Jordan and him caught up offline. Who knows? Um, but no, he, he basically had some article or had some interview with other news outlets and said, yeah, I'd be keen to play down here potentially. So, of course, it sparked all those words about, will Isaiah Thomas join the NBL? And he pretty much said he'd be up for it. But I was just keen to explore your thoughts on those veteran NBL guys, veteran NBA guys, I should say. They want to come down here. Um, they're usually older in age. But how do, you guys, how do you guys feel about it with those? I know every situation is different, but still. Well, yeah, I think bottom line, you say it correctly. Well, first off, Jordan Crawford and Isaiah Thomas are good friends. So I know that they work out together. I think there's a big group that goes to Vegas in the uh, off season and like has trainers there, gyms, that kind of work out every single day together. A big part of improving is who you're working out with. So they're good friends through that. And then, so I didn't see him or meet him. I didn't even know he was down here until about like a week after or something. Someone said, I think he was running some camps or something. But um, it's always an interesting one because it goes both ways. You get these NBA vets that come down and sometimes it's just not very successful. Uh, Steve Blake is an old school one that played for the Sydney Kings um, that I didn't think made it through the season. But then you have the other end, guys that still love the game, <clears throat> that still just want to play high-level basketball in an environment that speaks English and and it's a cool place to live. And so you get Josh Childress, who was one of the best players in the league for a couple of years. Um, you know, you can you can talk to Aaron Baines, Delhi. There's a lot of NBA guys that have come back. And I think it is depending on the point of their career, where they're at. Uh, but I think it's a gamble. But that saying that, a lot of imports are a gamble, particularly if they haven't been in the NBL before. And that's why you see when an NBL performs well, they can stick into the league two, three, four, five years because you know what you're getting. So it's a gamble. Uh, you probably are going to have to pay them a bit more. But if they come down and they play well, then it can bring in crowds. It can get people talking. And uh, it's definitely an interesting conversation to have. Mm, it is interesting because like you, like you said, you might luck out and get someone like Josh Childress and then you have like guys like Johnny Flynn and Al Harrington and just all these guys that it always seems to be Sydney people. Not even though Johnny Flynn was Melbourne, but still, um, yeah, there's just it's just an interesting conversation because I always think from a fan's perspective, especially on the outer edge, they're like, "Hey, cool, NBA attached to that person, let's get him down here, regardless." But it's that second question of how much they can actually help the team. But who knows? Maybe Isaiah Thomas will be a teammate soon. Maybe he won't. Maybe he'll just be an opposition player. Won't. Maybe we won't ever see him again. Well, it is an interesting line because I would say as the NBL has increased over the last kind of five years. 
uh, with the Rise of the Next Star program. Most of the guys that are being recruited into the NBL have had some NBA experience. So you look at someone like Milton Doyle uh, played a year in the NBA, you know, and guys might not look at him as ex-NBA guy, but he still spent a year in the NBA. Um, New Zealand breakers forward, I can't remember, uh, Anthony Lamb spent last year, played 67 uh, games for the Golden State Warriors, playing 20 minutes a night. So he's an ex-NBA guy. And what we're seeing is these guys are coming into the league more in their prime than older guys that haven't been playing basketball for a year. So as the league increases, as kind of the money keeps flowing, the quality of import in the NBL right now is kind of not washed up NBA guys. It's verge NBA guys, guys coming in saying, I'm close to being back in the NBA or just missed out on a team and I want to get back there. So the standard of the league has increased. And you could say that these imports are NBA standard basketball players already that are currently here. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, it might have flipped from years ago. It was probably like that. The guys out of their prime, the guys that have just not borderline retired, but just older. And now it's probably flipped as in, no, they can still absolutely go and literally playing NBA last year like Anthony Lamb. But enough of that. How are the, how's the Jackies prep? How are you feeling after uh, this will be released tomorrow? So how, how are you feeling about tonight's game, I should say? Well, it's good. I would definitely say the fever break was weird. Uh, you know, you finish regular season and you're pumped, you're excited. You have like a mini celebration. Um, I really mean mini of like, wow, like we had a good regular season. This is nice. Like pat yourselves on the back. And then you just kind of want to keep that momentum rolling and jump straight into the playoffs. But it hasn't been able to happen. But last week was a good hard week of training. We were getting after it, working hard. And then this week's been a bit shorter, sharper, locking on more scout, focusing on them, putting in unique game plans. And then the bodies are feeling good. We're playing with some confidence, four games in a row, uh, wins. And we're excited for tonight. We know the place is going to be jumping. Darren is going to be in there getting some <laughs> cool footage of me doing some highlight plays. And at the end of the day, this is why we play. This is why we train. It's playoff basketball. These playing games are kind of crazy because it's like one and done games. So they feel even more intense than the semifinals and grand finals. Um, and so... We're feeling good. We're ready to go, and it's going to be an exciting game. How do you feel about it? I, I feel I'm just excited to be there. That's number one. Um, and we've of course I've got the doubleheader with Sydney and New Zealand straight after, so it's a big night. Also, we've got WNBL finals that night. Weird scheduling that we've just got all these things starting. But anyway, um, good for Australian basketball. Choose what to watch essentially. But no, it'll be a fun game. Um, I was going to ask who, who are you worried about on the scout of Billawarra? Who have you got your eyes on? Is it that uh, I saw that I was just looking at NBL over time and the boys were hyping up your matchup, Jack McVeigh's versus Gary Clark. So there's obviously one that people are keen to look at. Um, it always feels like you in these moments, like the Anthony Lamb one as well. You always have these nice matchups, but Gary Clark, how do you feel about matching up on him for a fair bit? Well, he is a really good basketball player, first off. Like the conversation at the start of the podcast, he spent four or five years in the yeah. NBA, borderline, some seasons in the G League, some seasons NBA roster. Um, he spent his whole career until the season in the NBA. So that's another guy that's playing on that that verge NBA level that comes into the NBA and says, I want to get back. And he's got a cool game because I think our games are really similar. I don't know if people talk about it enough, but we both play very similar style of basketball player. He's a little bit more athletic 
uh, like a bit better of a rebounder, and then I'm probably a bit craftier of a finisher. Uh, but we love kind of that shot fake, that hard drive, playing downhill, uh, sliding our back into the post uh, and, and playing out of that post at a bit of a slower pace um, and then playing out of those long closeouts. So when people are drawing, they're dishing out. If someone has to close out, like we're scoring on them almost every single time and then we're, we're playing out of that pick and roll or that kind of ghost, which is when you run up into a screen and you don't screen it and you slip to the three-point line. And so we're actually very, very similar basketball players that are going to be going at it. Um, and so that's going to be an exciting matchup. We've got a few secret things planned, uh, and it's going to be a fun game that I'm definitely excited for. It's a but I'm always, always excited to watch Milton Doyle come playoff time for me. Yes, he'll always be there down the, down the clutch moments of the game. But that's a good point about how similar your games are. I've never really thought about it, to be honest. Like when they mentioned you two going up against each other, like you can't just look at stats and you kind of just look at where you are and all NBL, all that type of stuff. Um, Milton Doyle, did you see, I know you said you're off social media, but did you see his comment on one of the reels I chucked up about, you may, not, you may have missed it, but I, I, I'll just point it, I'm just going to point it out because I found it cool, but I chucked up that reel of you saying that the all second team um, was super cool just to be next to him because he's a guy, you're always like, damn, Milton's good in practice. Like um, he's just one of those guys you almost look up to in a way, in a way but to be standing next to him on that same level is pretty cool for you. And then um, Milton was just like, I think he's just like, love the team. I don't know what he said. He said something, but then at the end of his comment, he was just like, let's let's create a better memory together and hold up that championship. So I found that cool. Bit of motivation for JJ's fans, but glad he said that. It was it was a cool moment. Nah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Fab showed me the comment um, when he was scrolling through. And I'll tell you what, we're definitely a determined team right now. Like we're locked in. We, It's weird because we all feel like as a squad, we've made personal sacrifices to our games for this team and for this season. Like, I feel like I can go out there and score more, make more plays, uh, and kind of be better in a weird way. Milton feels the same. JC feels the same. Drim feels kind of the same. And, you know, we've got Magne and Marcus both kind of rolling off each other, uh, you know, who could both be like legit starters playing 30 minutes a game. And so there's a lot of dudes on our team that feel like we've sacrificed this year our personal game, and that's what's brought us to success. You know, heading into the playoffs, we're the best offensive team and the best defensive team in the league. Uh, and we want to show that these sacrifices are worth it and, and we can bring home the ultimate goal, uh, which is what we're working towards. Today. And that's uh, winning the whole thing. I do, I, do, I do want to say I don't want to like hype you up too much, but I do feel pretty uh, confident about where you guys are placed. Like what you just said, first in offense and defense and just like, just the rhythm, you guys. I know the fever break can maybe affect it, but you're coming in pretty confident. Um, I don't know, Melbourne and you guys. I know I predicted Perth at the end of the season, at the start of the season. I still have a sneaky feeling if Perth can sort of find the right gear and find the right balance of everything, they could, you know, be up there when it all said, when it's all said and done. But I reckon Melbourne and you guys, I'm, I'm most confident in. But um, what was I going to say? How about we jump to Sydney, New Zealand? Unless there's anything on that, it'll be fun. I don't know what, how you're feeling about Sydney, New Zealand, but I'm kind of torn because I don't. I've made mention a fair few times. Sydney just don't fill me with confidence, but New Zealand, I think ultimately the Anthony Lamb injury is gonna, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to overcome. But PJC, like what he's done, um, besides from ignoring me the other night with me trying to take a photo of him, but he besides from that, uh, his on court performance has been great. So 
I don't know. To me, it's how it's basically just like how far can PJC take him? And Zion Cheetah might step it up as well. And the other question is Will McDowell. There's a lot of thoughts going on in my mind, but what's your number one thought? My number one thought is we've got you on this podcast for a reason, and it's not to sit on the fence. So I'm not giving any more opinions, thoughts. Until you give us a name, you got to jump over one. Who is winning the Sydney-New Zealand game? Darren? That's fair. That's fair. Look, I, I do have a habit of that, but sometimes it's just being honest. If I'm, Yeah, that's just how it is. But I think Sydney's winning. I do think New Zealand going to start off hot. I think it's going to be a good game, but then ultimately Sydney does have a heap of talent. And I know, like the question mark around them has sometimes been like, how much do they want it? But during this time of season, it's kind of just like you you have to get up for these games. Like you have to wake up a different kind of way and there's no real choice. So I think those guys that might have question marks over their head in the regular season are just going to switch, turn a different kind of flip, uh, switch on. And, you know, I got Sydney. There's my pick. Nice. I like it. I'm proud of you. I agree, though, with your first comment about how tough this game is to, to call. There's a couple of things. One, I think that big game, Adelaide versus New Zealand, New Zealand looked tired. They looked like they were hurting. They were tired. Will McDowell Wyatt goes down with the shoulder injury. I'm not completely sure if he's playing or not. I would it's 50-50. 50-50. I would be surprised if he is, and they're using that 50-50 uh, to make – Sydney prepare for him to play when he won't play. That's something that a lot of teams do. They don't want to announce too early that someone's not playing if they don't have to. Um, so I would probably say Sydney as well. I think with the injuries, it makes New Zealand tough. New Zealand traveling to Sydney. Uh, it's always a tough travel, international travel. Oh, gosh, this one is, <laughs> it is, this one is tough. I I'm going to I'm, I'm go with Sydney. DJ Hogue played well last game, which is always a good sight for them. Mm. Uh, Geordie Hunter had a, had a, would have had a good trip. He would have been coming back feeling refreshed from the boomers. Yep. And uh, I reckon they've got a lot of playmakers and they're going to come out on top. I told you I was sitting on the fence for a reason. Um, but no, that's fair. I've got a spicy one to throw at you. Just a bit of a, no, not a hot take. But I just want to ask you, do you reckon Will McDowell-White is as sought after this free agency as he was last season and... I don't think it's his fault due to all the injuries, but, well, that kind of just said my answer there, but what do you reckon? Yeah, I would agree. Injuries just are always tough. There's two things that play a part. Injuries and then winning and losing basketball games. I mean, when you're making the grand final, you're the starting point guard, there's always going to be hype about you. Um, If you can prove as a starter that you can play winning basketball, you can affect winning on that level, then the money's going to come your way. And so there's a big difference between coming second, being a dominant team atop the table all year, and that sixth, even though we all know that that this team was a team that could have won the whole thing. And still, you never know, but injuries have played a big part of their season. Mm, No, it's true. And just like the whole, it's injuries, and it's just like going from the starting to the bench to starting. It's just that... It's kind of just like that inconsistency that people are going to be like, hey, who is Will McDowell-White moving forward kind of thing? But I really like, like he's, he's always the guy that I say that I'd love to just find some sort of consistency, dominant form, super fun player when he's up and going. But like you said, I, I don't think he's going to be right for that game anyway. So unlucky, unfortunate, but it's part of the game, even if we hate that part of it. Hype someone up. I just want to hype someone up. Go on a bit of a rant. Anyone that's caught our attention, just give them some love. I'll start this one out. So uh, this one off with the hype up because it's a bit of a bit of a selfish one. Love it. Um, but 
I'm hyping up this book that I just finished reading and it's officially become my favorite book of all time. This is my third time I've read it. Wow. Uh, it is called Man's Search for Meaning by Victor E. Frankel. Uh, and pretty much it's about a psychologist. It's a true story who spent three years in uh, Nazi concentration camps and created his own uh, psychology in a way called logotherapy and the way to deal with life and kind of talks about that his belief is that everyone is uh, constantly in search of meaning in their lives and that's how you can deal with a lot of your problems if, if you find meaning and purpose. It creates a well-rounded, healthy, resilient person. And so one of my favorite books of all time, third time I've finished reading it, Man's Search for Meaning. It's a yearly read for me and then I'm hyping up a book that I've enjoyed reading. If you would like to read about me writing about the book, a little breakdown, then you can go to my website and check it out. You know, at jackingray.com. But Love it. that's my hype up for the week. Love it. I was the, my next, my first question was, how is that a selfish hype up? Because it's not like you wrote the book, but it, maybe it was the whole, I'm going to review the book. So go to my website, which maybe, that, yeah, but that's long, fair enough. Long term. That's fair enough. I like that one. Um, mine's super basic, but I'm just hyping up the finals because they go too bloody quick. So we just have to enjoy it. All right. Because like before we know it, we're going to be like, oh, champion's crown and it's over. So just enjoy, just enjoy it. Enjoy the close competition. As Jack said, it's why it's why they play. It's why we watch. So that's it. I've said enjoy the word enjoy too many times, but that is the main point of this segment. Wow, this is a negative space. I'm just gonna start chucking up random things I'm grateful for. This is incredible. This is the best yeah. grateful for I've ever heard. Well, I'm going to enjoy saying my grateful for right here today, and mine is a simple one. I think it comes out once a month, maybe, but I'm grateful for my boy Darren. You know. We've been doing this podcast now for a while. He edits. He's the real star of the show. It wouldn't be possible without Darren. Here he is on a Tuesday night recording it, getting it ready. It's going to be released Wednesday for you guys, for your beautiful ears, to listen to our muffled voices. But shout out to my boy Darren because this podcast is so much fun and uh, wouldn't be possible without him. So that's my grateful for. Well, I like that one. And thank you. I mean, it wouldn't be possible without you either. But no, I appreciate that. Um, I'm not going to be grateful. For, I am grateful for you, but no, not officially. Um, I'm grateful for Jess because we had our four-year anniversary the other night. Um, treated herself to a lovely dinner. It was pretty damn expensive, but you just have to do these things sometimes. But no, it's kind of just nice reflecting on our four years. Like it, felt, it feels like it's gone quick and we're planning for our wedding and all that stuff. So it's just nice reflecting on especially like who you were at the start of the relationship with each other. Like you're probably not totally like you're yourselves, but you're a version of yourselves until you get fully comfortable and fully whatever. Now it's like that sweet spot of you just, you're just you. This is our life now. It's good kind of thing. Um, so grateful for Jess. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Beth and I have also been together for four years. So me and you, oh, no. as was... you were listening last week, have been yeah. on a, a similar trajectory in life that is uncanny how similar it's been going you know what i was like when i wrote that i'm just like remember to ask jack how long him and beth have been together because i bet you it's going to be somewhere like four or five years so that mm -hmm. is uh there's something weird going on but i like it i, I like the weirdness it's nice i like i like it too and uh give us a quick where'd you go for dinner what'd you eat it's a nice steak delicious steak um ste steak salad chips I feel like we need to get into wine because like having a wine with that makes sense. But ginger beer, ginger beer is delicious. Nice. It's great. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, um, great food. It was actually just where we used to live. So we threw it back 
to where we used to live, which was good. But no, very nice. Good. It's good to treat yourself like that, even if it's not for an actual occasion. I like that. I like that. Now, with a short episode today, because we were just discussing finals basketball and the excitement we have for them, but we do have uh, a couple of listener questions that have been chucked our way, and we always do appreciate you guys. Darren, would you like to start us off by firing one? Mm, loved it. Yeah, a fair for you this week, which was lovely to see come in the inbox. But how do you motivate yourself if you have a down day? I assume that's not 100% directly towards me, but I can answer it as well. But you go first. Okay, I'll, I'll answer first. And well, 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 what an interesting question. Because <laughs> if you go to my website, jackiebay.com, I just wrote an article on this book <laughs> called Man's Search for Meaning. And it's about the importance of finding your purpose and it is a uh, pillar one law one of excellence uh which is know your purpose know no limits and we're all going to have bad days uh there's a few things you got to do you got to lean heavy on your habits uh the, the longer you build habits the easier they are to lean on the moment you're tired fatigued kind of sick of it you're going to go back to that more natural state uh take the easy option uh and then What's that place? What, what's the reason you're doing it? What's your why? There's a lot of different ways to ask that same question. Uh, so for, for me, it's uh, I definitely have a vision of the future of how I want to live. And that is when I finish basketball, I want to have financial freedom. I want me and my family, I want to be able to spend as much time with my kids and my family as I possibly can uh, with Beth. And so I work towards creating that now. Uh, and that is what motivates me when I'm having a down day because I know if I don't work, I'll be working a nine to five that I don't enjoy. <laughs> I like I like that. No, that's good. Um, I'm going to slightly put a spin on that question, but it's more, it's basically just like if you're already having a down day, how do you motivate yourself or snap out of that downness, if that makes sense. But I, the, the past week or so, just literally just going for a walk for yourself can make you feel so much better. Like I, there was a, I think there was a day that I was already frustrated by 8am. There was just something at work or something, whatever. I was already sitting there frustrated. I'm just like, hmm, go for a walk. And then just like switching off for a bit and just being like, whatever you're doing, isn't that important? And it's not that like, you don't have to, I always walk around just rushing and I'm just like, mm. why am I rushing? Like, why am I rushing to go to the next task, next task, just go for a stroll, get some sunlight on you. And it's all that good stuff that people always talk about, but they talk about it for a reason. That's for sure. Nice. That's great advice. Do you, are you a music when you walk or are you just nothing on, just relax? Normally podcast, normally podcast. Yeah. Like uh, I know people do say walking and stuff without anything going on is kind of nice because you take it all in and there's no other thoughts, but I kind of just like listening to podcasts and yeah, it kind of makes me like weirdly not think about like just taking step after steps kind of, I don't know. I was kind of like the flow of it works for me. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Um, quick one last question for you. I'm finding away with side questions because you got me, you got me thinking of Darren going for walks, which I enjoy what's been your recent podcast you've been listening to. Great question. I do have a cycle. Um, oh, actually sad news. One of, so this is off topic and it's a footy podcast, but one of my favorite podcasts, because it's just these two blokes that um, chop it up, just like funny banter have quit their podcast. They must have had a falling out. So if anyone listens to List Cloggers and Dill Buckley and Dan Gorange, just kind of tell me why because me and my brother were literally like half devastated because, you know, if you listen, and I hope people get the same feeling with us, like you listen enough to two people talking, three people talking, you kind of feel like it's part of your routine. You kind of, you know, they bring you in kind of thing. Mm. And I was expecting a new season to kick off and boom. They're like, no, nope, it stopped. 
no explanation, although he did address it at the start of another podcast he's doing by himself kind of thing, um, Dan Gorringe that is, but just one of those things. Anyway, what was the question? What was my podcast uh, of choice? That new yeah, one. That, yeah, 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 that was perfect. That was perfect. <laughs> Great. Well, uh, we've been asked by another, another, that was good. That is sad though. <laughs> Favorite NBA player? Oh, here we go. I'll, I'll, no, I love. I, I like my NBA. I know you're not heavily into it, but um, my favorite NBA, NBA player, I was always a big Lonzo Ball fan. I still am, but he's just like injuries ruined his career, I'm going to say, but he'll be back soon, hopefully. Um, Cade Canning, Cunningham, Paolo Banquero, these guys I love. It's always the young guys, but um, I do enjoy, enjoy talking about NBA. What about you? Because I know you're not heavily into it, but is there one guy that you have an answer for? Mm, yeah, I, listen, I used to be a lot more into it, and I still watch the playoffs, but this regular season. I've been a LeBron guy for a while, so I'd say he's my favorite of all time. I just love dudes that play hard too, so I'm a big Giannis fan. I know that he at times isn't the most beautiful basketball player to watch, but I just love the stories that I hear about him, his work ethic, uh, how he goes about it. Um, and then probably my favorite player to watch at the moment is uh, Luka Doncic, the way he the way he moves with the ball, his poise, you know, his ability to play at his own speed, I think it's beautiful. So that's kind of my answer. Favorite all-time LeBron, the work ethic of Giannis, and I love watching uh, Luka Doncic. That's a good answer. That's a, I love LeBron as well. I reckon I'll, I'll, I'll shed a tear when he retires, even though he doesn't seem like he ever will. But um, <laughs> great one. Who's the next guest on the pod? I have a feeling we both have the same answer because you said he complained to you last week. That is true. Will Magne keeps complaining, so we're going to have to get him on. Uh, might be a post-playoff thing because this year we do want to get more guests uh, in the off-season. I don't know if I've talked to Darren about that, but I do want to get more guests in the off-season and kind of work on that skill because it is so much harder in the season to get guests with our schedule and the chaos of other basketball players. Everyone's got a lot more free time. Um, so there's a few. I want Jared Bairstow, Magne. Ty Webster's promised me that he's going to get on it at some point. So we've got, we got some guests line up. And then I think we should definitely – uh, drip our feet into some w, WNBL guests as well. I know that's just a good pun. We should actually. Good call. Uh, ran, favorite snacks? Love Savoy's myself. How good are Savoy's? You can just keep going. Pringles as well. I had some lime up in know my what head. Savoy's are. You don't know what Savoy's are. They're just like the most basic sort of cracker. Mm. That's right. Mm. Yeah. It's my, almost... my favorite snack is smoothies. <laughs> I've got my mango smoothie right here, right now. Mango, it's just simple frozen mango, organic passion fruit some protein powder, some honey, and some water. Mm. Mm, you healthy bastard. That's all right. Yeah. How many How many days and how many days an hour did you train? Oh, yeah. How many days an hour? Wait, how many hours a day is probably what they're saying here. Did you train as a kid? And I apologize if I just wrote that incorrectly as well. Mm. Um, it varied a lot. A lot of it was just my backyard. So I lived like kind of 40 minutes away from the closest court. So... I used to like kind of play on a Friday night and maybe have one team training a week and everything else was in my backyard. Uh, sometimes it was with my mum, kind of like, you know, tell me what I can work on or it was like one-on-one against my dad or against my older brother or whatever. It was just all into the backyard uh, as much as I could in the backyard. Sometimes I'd go on streaks of waking up before school and playing for an hour. Usually I'd come home after school and play for an hour, hour or two. Uh, and then it wasn't until year... 10 I moved to a boarding school and that's when it picked up for me and I would probably I was probably putting in three hours a day minimum uh seven days a week kind of thing like an hour every morning team practice skill development in the afternoon and then 
when you go to the AIS, it's the same. It's three hours with weights kind of every day, six days a week. And so up until then, I didn't really have, I never really, I'd never done individual work or never had a trainer or anything like that. It wasn't until year 10 that the schedule became like locked in. And then before that, it was just hooping in my, hooping in my backyard as much as I could. That's good. That's good. My answer was not the same as his, but that's fine. Um, I like this last question. I purposely put it at the end because it leaves it on a nice note. And I'm going to answer first, but the favorite thing about the podcast is kind of similar to what we were saying before, like that we just get to catch up and we just enjoy it. Every time someone asked me, I was at the WNBL Awards on Sunday night and someone was like, How, how's the podcast? Like, how are you finding it? And I'm normally pretty loose with my answer, but I mean, like brief, and I'll pretty much just say it's enjoyable. Like I genuinely just enjoy doing it. So that's my favorite thing, but also like yourself and you said you were grateful for me. So I'll give you a bit of a hype up here, but I can tell you, I <laughs> know, right? pretty exciting. I can tell you that many athletes aren't like Jack. Like there's many, um, I don't know how to describe it, but you're very um, like to find someone that's like dedicated to something like this and just like open communication and open book. Super cool. Like I, I very much appreciate that because all athletes aren't like that. And it's very rare you come across someone that is so that's a favorite thing as well. Doing it with you, good fun. But I, I'd just say the enjoyment and the catching up. It's, it's pretty simple. Well, what Darren really just said is a lot of athletes are dickheads. <laughs> <laughs> Improve your communication. Yeah, no, yeah. Improve your communication. <laughs> uh, it's not all about you. No. <laughs> oh, that's a good answer. I appreciate you, Darren. I appreciate you. I really do. Mm. Uh, favorite thing about having a podcast, I definitely love like, the Tuesday. It's become part of my ritual where it's like I look forward to chatting with Darren every single Tuesday, just the way I know you guys look forward to Thursday listening to it. It's a Wednesday today, sorry. But um, I also think it's been fun how much we've improved at the art of podcasting, at the art of talking, uh, discussing the week, just the flow of the whole thing, uh, playing off each other. And just I've just enjoyed us improving, having fun, having a chat, and uh, yeah, that's my favorite. That's my favorite part. It's, uh, it's been bloody fun. It is fun. It is good. And like you said, like it's funny. I I randomly clicked on our very first video on YouTube the other day and just watched our like what we were first like in terms of setup instead of in, in terms of equipment and all that stuff. And it's just you really do have to expect to be bad at when you start these projects. And um, even my, myself, I enjoy talking basketball. I've never really talked it like this before. So it's fun. And I hope we're good at it. I hope we're improving. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter too much because we enjoy it. So that's a wrap. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow night. And take us away. Take us. I know you're pretty good at uh, hype up speeches with the Jackies in the crowd. But, you know, I don't know where I'm going with this. <laughs> a hype up speech. What would be the hype up speech heading into tonight's game? Defend the island. Uh, if you're listening to this pregame, just know I'm probably pretty nervous right now. I'm taking my third shit of the day. <laughs> okay. um, I, I, I'm definitely a little nervous, but oh. excited. Sounds um, like me. You know, I've got to go to the bathroom right before we play, about 40 minutes before. So uh, there's one of, not my ritual, but the adrenaline <laughs> kicks into your stomach and you've got to let it go. Uh, there's some insider news if you're listening, but I hope you guys are ready to rock and roll tonight. I hope you guys are having a great week. Thanks again for tuning in to the Shooters Podcast. We couldn't do it without you guys. And uh, let's go, Jack Jumpers. Let's do it. Just one last thing. That's one of my favorite things about the podcast as well, because we get insights like that that no, literally nobody would ever know unless you yourself decided to say it. So um, 
I hope you're enjoying. No, never mind. Just, yeah, enjoy your bowel movements before game and good luck. Thanks for listening, guys.